Hey guys, it's Mom Taraj, the podcast about being a mom that thinks that most mom stuff is super boring. So we created our own posse. I'm Ashley. And I'm Carrie. And we are ready to walk you down the red carpet of motherhood. Hey guys, we have a great show for you today. It only took us an hour to figure out technical difficulties, but we're right here. We're here. We're ready to go. We've been ready. We have a great show for you today. We are talking to the dumb dads, Evan Kyle Berger and Kevin Lefiere. <laughs> All about being stay-at-home dads and, well, you know, being dumb. The best. Also, that's the pot calling the kettle black. I couldn't figure anything out with technology, <laughs> so maybe I'm the dumb dad. We're all dumb dads, in all honesty. And as always, we have our hashtag swag bag. But up first, take it away, child. Cake and chips. Carrie, I, I'm going to go first because I've been waiting to tell you. Oh, right, right, right. My story. Okay, okay, tell me. So I have like a multi-layered tits, right? So like we celebrated Sebastian's birthday. It's actually tomorrow. He'll be turning four, but we celebrated. We had a birthday party on Sunday. And let me tell you, a lot like recording today, everything went wrong <laughs> preparing for this party. And it, you know, it was supposed to be somewhere else. The, his birthday tomorrow was supposed to be somewhere else. It's just been like thing after thing. But finally, we had to move the party to our house. It was still blippy theme, which is is basically a living nightmare. <laughs> but he had a great time. I actually had a great time. I was hung over as fuck yesterday. I could tell when I called you and you were like still in bed. I was like, oh, girl. I got back into bed. That's how bad it was. But it was really fun. I think everyone had a good time. We had a blast, man. Yeah, it was so much fun. But this is a story I've been waiting to tell you. So we were in Pleasantville for new listeners. I call Matt's parents community in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware, Pleasantville. It's like a gated community. It is not a senior community, but a large, large majority of people who live there that are full-timers are seniors. You know, we would go there a lot in COVID because you could walk around without a mask because you didn't see people. In the summer, they have a pool. You know, it's a lovely place. You drive around on a golf cart all the time, whatever. So our plan was as soon as school is over, we are taking Sebastian there for a week so that he can learn how to swim. he's taking swim lessons. Honestly, like I, I get it. I appreciated the swim lessons, but it really didn't do shit for him. He hated going. So we just stopped going. So now he needs to know how to swim. We're in the pool one of the days and he sees a little girl there. Turns out the little girl's eight, but he is doing this thing where he wants to play with her, but he's not talking to her. So he's just like lingering around, right? Just like staring at her. Being a creep. Right. Being super creepy. And she comes up to him and starts talking to him. She says like, hi. And instead of responding at all, he sings this song from Noggin. I feel so good about myself. I'm like nobody else. I'm like nobody else. Which I just stood there, my mouth open. And I was like, hey, when you're a grown up, if you do stuff like that, you're the absolute fucking worst. But also, sorry, dogs are barking now, because why not? Also, also the best. You have been hanging out with your Aunt Carrie and her sense of confidence far too much. I mean. That's me empowering children everywhere. He literally didn't even respond. He just started singing a song about how good he feels about himself and how he is the only one like him. So, I mean, I aspire to be like my child, I guess. Oh, that's so good. Then, her name is Autumn, this little girl. Of course it is. (laughs) And he goes, hey, fall. (laughs) And I look at (laughs) I mean, it's, a, it's another name for I mean, Autumn. it's 
actually like I was like I think I might have a genius on my hands um it was his casual way of like pulling her pigtails no, like teasing he, her I don't think it didn't register with him when I laughed like I don't think it was intentional but he was just like I know her name is like something of a, a season, season and that you know that season that that particular season I calling her fall my son is amazing blew my mind can you see why I've been waiting to tell you that story that's a really good story and I I have so much extra love for him today for all of those things he, what a what a little thing and then today he goes to camp and announces to the camp Matt said he got there he stood there with his arms stretched out wide and said I do not like summer camp not my favorite <laughs> Like, all right. It's kind of like when Michael Scott declares bankruptcy and he just goes, I declare bankruptcy. Um, So funny. Also, so my shits are, I got cupcakes for the birthday. These are literally your shits. (laughs) Yeah. I got cupcakes for the birthday from my favorite place to get cupcakes other than Billy's Bakery in Manhattan, which is just a pain in the ass to get to, is Sam's Club. Sam's Club Bakery makes the fucking best cake icing cupcakes cookies their shit is so filled with i don't know if it's crisco or butter but that shit is delicious we got blue and orange cupcakes because it's blippy themed and um i had like two cupcakes and i have been shitting forest green for two days now to the point so is my man (laughs) to the point where i texted a friend group that was there, all those other people that were there and said like, hey guys, I just want to let you know that if you're shitting green today, it's because of the blue icing from the cupcakes. <laughs> and somebody responded, I did. I was wondering if I should text everyone and ask why I'm shitting green. And I was like, well, I figured I'd save everyone the trouble uh, because I was terrified when I saw it. So um, yeah, I mean, even my shits are, are pretty decent shits, I guess. How about you? Well, I'm going to make a concerted effort. Well, let's, let, let me let me rewind that. I will give you my tits first. There's two tits. Okay. The first tit is um, yesterday we were in Long Island to visit my friend Valerie, and we were swimming in the pool. She like belongs to a pool club, you know? And she sees this little boy, and he's got like goggles on, like tinted goggles, and she, she goes, hey, boy. <laughs> and the boy goes, yeah, and she goes, I like your blue glasses. <laughs> And he's like, thank you. And she goes, you kind of look like Seba. (laughs) And then she like wanted to flirt with him. She now is like picking out people that look like Seba to flirt with. And she also told one of the lifeguards, every time there was a new lifeguard in the kiddie pool, she would go up and be like, hi, how's your butthole? (laughs) (laughs) And then ask them their name, but first ask them about their butthole. And then the one girl whose name was Jill, she's like, oh, I got another friend named Jill. And then she goes, you kind of look like my babysitter, Bianca. Do you know her? (laughs) She also did not look like Bianca. She was just like a young person with long hair. That's all right. Sebastian sees people, like white girls with brown hair. Sometimes they're like definitely Latina girls. And he goes, that look like you, mama. And I'm like, okay, (laughs) great. Thank you. And they never look Uh, like me, by the way. I was like, maybe come in with like the name, ask them the name first. And then every time they asked her name, she went, Luna Mars, like sun and moon. I was like, when did she come up with like sun and moon? Every time. Hi, I'm Luna Mars, like sun and moon. We know. We know Luna. Oh my God. I don't know who taught her that. Can I sidebar real quick? Just because yeah. we're on this like kids doing ridiculous things. So yeah. Sebastian at 
camp. You know, these are new kids that are in his class, even though it's the same school. And on the first day we picked him up, we go like, hey, did you have fun? Who's your friend? Who like, who'd you become friends with? And he goes, oh, there's this little guy. He does funny things. <laughs> and Matt saw him yesterday. And he's like, he is in fact little. And by the way, <laughs> Sebastian refuses to learn names of any of the kids in his class. He just calls him little guy and kid with cool t-shirt. Like he refuses. He doesn't even know the teacher's name. He doesn't even want to know her name. Anyway, continue. Well, he does not like summer camp. So (laughs) this is not my favorite. So why should he learn? Um, My other is I just have a very short, what's the deal? Like just a super short, what's the deal for my other, Uh my other tits. Okay. So we talked about this on the other podcast we were on. I'm not even going to mention the name, but we were on that other podcast. And I didn't watch the show. Like Luna was still too little. I watched episodes so we could do the segment, but I wasn't like knee deep in watching Paw Patrol like you were. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What's the deal that every non-dog character, like people characters, they have four freaking fingers. Four fingers. Even like cows? No, I meant I meant the people. I mean, no, I mean oh. all the people, like the two brothers or the cousins or whatever, the French one, whatever, the mayor. Right. But all the mayors, since there's like a hundred mayors in that town, <laughs> they all have four fingers. It really creeped me out. I, I like watched. That's very common in cartoons, though. Yeah, but usually they're not humans. Usually the humans have five fingers. It's just like Mickey Mouse has four fingers. None of the human characters in cartoons ever are missing a finger. So like what, first of all, what kind of place is Adventure Bay that it is such a wide eco-diverse system that we have a jungle that sometimes has dinos. We have- We also have snowy mountains. We have this like cove of a, like a, a, like an Angela Lansbury style (laughs) cove. Um, Another thing is why does the Paw Patrol, when they're in the jungle, wear boots on the, on the animal's feet? For ticks. It's tick prevention. But then they should be wearing shoes when they're in Adventure Bay on the, on the hard concrete that hurts and burns their feet in the sunny area. Do they wear snow boots? I can't remember. No, like hiking boots when they're in the jungle. No, no, no. When they're in where Everest lives, do they wear snow boots? I don't know. I have to check. I was really freaked out by the four-fingered humans. I'm like, what happened here? Was there like a nuclear <laughs> situation where we got extra mares and all? Adventure Bay is- A is, toxic uh, waste. It's Chernobyl. Yes. I was like, why? How can they? do the tasks how can that baker dude do the task no wonder all his pie machines like shot pies out everywhere he only has four fingers maybe he lost it in the pie machine that went wacky that's why farmer yuki keeps losing her cat right she needs that where's that extra finger yeah i was just like when the brothers were fighting on the ship over their granny riding a dolphin i was like where's your fingers I'm going to write a letter. I'm going to write a letter to Paw Patrol. You know, there was this one time that I got asked to do this, like, internal think tank for Nickelodeon. I remember that. And I kind of, like, talked about all these things. And I was like, why is this the case at Adventure Bay? They're like, you're not here for this. You're here to tell us as a mother these things. And I was like, like, no, "No, but, like, like, why? Why are there multiple mayors? Why does that one mayor never hang out in his town? Why is he always in Adventure Bay? They were like, once again, miss, you're not here for this purpose. Also, there's that other part 
Paw Patrol where like it's a princess and she lives in a castle and there's like yes. other cats. In England. Yeah, like what? I'm so confused. What's the through line here, guys? I need some better backstory. I need to see the like globe version of the world that Paw Patrol exists I need like, in. you know, I've, did you ever read Crime and Punishment? There's like a graph in the beginning. That's what I need. Uh, I think I read the Cliff's Notes okay. of Crime and Punishment as one should because I'm not really into uh, Russian It literature. was the best of times. It was the worst of times. Okay, so my shits, and I'm going to make it quick, is I may or may not have a brain tumor. She's laughing, but that's actually a uh, true story. This has been an ongoing, every day we talk about Carrie's potential brain tumor. It's a real thing. It's a real threat. She's actually waiting on blood test results. We laugh because what else do you do? It's kind of like if you listen to our entire first part of our podcast throughout COVID. It was like, people died this week. <laughs> My uncle died. Because <laughs> there's just nothing else yes. to do. So we're not making light of things no. before anyone comes for no. us. We just don't know how to deal with things this serious other than yeah. let's try to laugh through it, I guess. So my shits are this hormone thing that I've been having might not be hormones like from menopause, perimenopause. It might be a tumor growing in my adrenals in or on my pituitary gland, which is very close to my brain. So it's not technically, it's, but yeah. So uh, yeah, my doctor called me on 4th of July, which is a weird thing to do and was like, hey, these test results came back bad. I'm on vacation. <laughs> can you come in tomorrow? The office is also closed, but we're going to open it up. And can you come in for uh, another blood test? So I was like, righty row. It's just, uh, I'm going to drink too much on 4th of July. I'm coming next day, get a blood test. He's like, it should be back in a couple days. I was like, cool. So I wait a couple of days. It's been over a week It's now. been a, officially a week today. Yeah. And uh, I've left like m- three messages at least with my doctor, including ones that you like type into the portal where I'm just like, hey, uh, I would like my blood test results because I just Googled what they do if I have this tumor. It looks like two chopsticks up my nose. Call me back. <laughs> like, <laughs> like literally those are my messages like, hey, yeah, I'm on uh, Wikipedia looking up my disease. Then I moved to WebMD. Be cool if you could call me back. Bye. So I was watching a TikTok and a girl was going in for some kind of ass procedure, not like a BBL, like hemorrhoid removal or something or a colonoscopy or something. And she folded up a note and put it in her butt cheek. <laughs> And so when they oh when they picked up her you know her gown and like went into her butt and opened up the note it said I'm reaching out to you about your car's extended <laughs> warranty. <laughs> So, like, if you could find a way when they when they operate on your potential tumor, if you could find a way to shove a note up your nose or something so that they pull that out, I think that would be comedy gold. I mean, this girl's amazing. She's yeah, she's legit amazing. That's the best thing but I've also, ever heard. She wasn't having a tumor operated. I think it was literally like a colonoscopy Listen, or something. You but. need levity when you're getting possibly some One hundred percent. Anyway, I just I just wonder what's taking so long, and that's my shits. Is that hey, be really slow about my brain tube. <laughs> Because, you know, those things don't, like, grow and cause other issues. They just say, it's fine. It's casual. Listen, just get back to me when you can. Cool? In the meanwhile, I'll be taking edibles. (laughs) Upside. Upside to all of this. Hopefully, we'll get on the Today Show or, like, Drew Barrymore. Although, with my luck, they're going to be like, we just want the one with the tumor. (laughs) We're going to have to, like, we're going to have to, like, frame this as a story about, like, friendship that defied the odds or something (laughs) so that we can really promote our show. And then they're going to go back to this clip and play this and be like, you're the awful one. You don't get to come. <laughs> oh, guys, this is all a big publicity stunt. So, yes, that's it. <laughs> uh, no news is bad news. <laughs> right, exactly. Anyway, 
And in that segue, let's talk to the dumb dads. <laughs> Today's guests are comedians Kevin LeFerrier and Evan Kyle Berger. Just a couple of dads trying to have a little fun along the way. They believe the only way to erase the stigma that dumb dads get painted with is to parent harder, not dumber. Welcome the dumb dads. Is it okay if I just call you the dumb dads? Yes, that's fine. And a quick correction. It's Kevin LeFerrier and Evan Berger. Bird. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not I'm not all uh, up to date on my French pronunciation. You're like my name you know? is Kavine Le Frier and Evan Killer Bizarre. I only just learned to pronounce my last name like uh <laughs> seven years ago, maybe because I'm from Boston, so it was always Kevin LaFeria. And talk and talk us through the Kevin origin LaFeria. of dumb dads. How did that come about? Yeah. <laughs> from what I know from page six, I hear that all people from Boston love Dunkin' Donuts. How do you feel about Dunkin' Donuts? <laughs> Here's the thing. And do you have Uh-oh. a membership card? <laughs> and do you have a dragon tattoo on your back? His is on his yes chest. Yes to one of those. <laughs> but I'll never tell. He, actually, he just has a he has a tattoo of his membership Duncan card on his back. <laughs> yes. I don't think anything in the world would get my husband as hot as uh, somebody with a Dunkin' Donuts card tattooed on their back. I don't, I don't, he doesn't need anything else in life. That's all he needs. So maybe you guys are meant to be. Ooh, all right, let's, uh, you guys get out of here. Bring him in. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. So firstly, how many and how old and what are they of your of your progeny? Okay, this is Evan. <laughs> I have a- It's uh, like a riddle. I know. <laughs> Uh, it's, let me see. Um, uh, let's see. This is the Sphinx. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, this is Evan. I have two children. I have a six-year-old boy and a she'll be well three-year-old daughter. Mm. Yes, and I'm Kevin, and uh, I have a five-year-old daughter and a two-year-old son. Wow! So you both have one of each. One of each. What is harder for you guys to parent? You think, boy or girl? It's so hard to say because they're at different stages. I think I don't know. They're at different ages. Uh, the second one. Yeah, probably the second one. The second kid. Whatever one is the second. The second yeah. kid because you're the attention is split mm. even if like you convince yourself that you're not cocky like even in the back of your mind you're kind of like i got this because i did it before and then it didn't <laughs> and you don't have it and it fails horribly every time so carrie and i each have one child under mine's about to turn four hers will be three this year right yes and mine's a son hers is a daughter do you think we should have a second because we're both going with no because the psychic we've had on our show the three psychics we've had on our show <laughs> We've had three, and all of them say that Ashley's going to pop out another one, and evidently her name's Mary Maria. But I don't want another one at to be all. Clear, all three of them said you're going to have another. Yeah, yes. all three. So are you going to? So what are the you hell do you mean, psychics? And <laughs> what what the hell are we going to answer? <laughs> Gee, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, in your experience, should we have a second child? <laughs> My brain goes right to how do the first and second psychics feel about having psychics on after or. <laughs> or did they know? This is like my- you're probably not going to trust my opinion and have another psychic. See the questions. Also, I'm trusting that none of them watched the show because why would they? Because right. they could just go with what the other psychic said. I think you have to. Yeah, they, well, they wouldn't need to watch it. They already know how it turns out. Boom. Right, exactly. <laughs> Evidently, Mary Maria 
is in her body right now. We're just waiting to come Mary out. Mary Maria? Yeah, for some reason, multiple said, I'm getting a Mary or Maria, which is also like not anything I would, my husband and I would never name our kid Mary <laughs> or Maria. I'm a Jew for Christ's sake. I think it's also both of Ashley's personalities just coming through. <laughs> I think that's what it is. Probably. Yeah, there's something living inside you and you're like, well, that's, that's my demon. Yeah, it's the demon or the parasites, yeah. but it is not another child. It's not Mary or Maria, it's Margaret. <laughs> I will say this, I, uh, my wife wanted to have two and I think after one, we were both we were reconsidering like, should we, do we have another one? Do we not? And I, I think I always really thought we were going to have two or that I wanted to. After having the one, I was, I was content. I wasn't like, well, I'm good. I just thought, well, I was surprisingly okay with one knowing that I had always really thought I wanted to, but my wife grew up an only child and always desperately wanted a sibling. We're the opposite. Really? Yeah, we're both only children. She goes both ways, Carrie. She's like partially an only child, but partially a siblings. I legit am an only child and I have absolutely zero interest in a brother or sister or multiple children. Sure, <laughs> sure. But what you don't know is it's happening. It's already there. Yeah, the joke's on me. Demon is festering. I have two siblings, and my wife also has two siblings. So we both kind of, in our minds, were like, same as you. Like, well, I grew up with this many, so I think we're going to have this many. So we thought three. Then we had one, and we said, here is far enough. Let's stop here forever. And then a, a couple of years went by, and we said, all right, let's try for a second. And it happened immediately. We thought, maybe we'll just, you know, we'll try for kids for months, maybe a year or something. Maybe that'll nope. be our answer. Maybe that will be the answer. She was pregnant by the end of the sentence. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, that's super sperm. So this is not one of the questions we had planned. It's coming out of me just like Mary Maria would. How do you guys feel about vasectomy? How do we feel? <laughs> yes. What, what are your hot takes? Let me rephrase your question. How did we feel about the vasectomies we both definitely had? <laughs> yes. The vasectomies that we both had one week apart from each other. <laughs> And we documented on our podcast and on our TikTok page. Oh my God. You guys should have done them together, like holding hands. Can I tell you something? That was the plan. 100% the plan on this. 100% the plan while we were doing our podcast and during what TikTok was going well. The plan the whole time was to contact a producer friend of ours and think, you know, like no one talks about vasectomies. Every guy's afraid of vasectomies. Like, let's do a, like a little documentary short about it. And we, you could come in the room and we could do them on the same day and like this whole thing. And then stupid. Stupid COVID hit and ruined the <sighs> ruined it. I mean, listen, I got free Botox for the show. You guys could have got those free vasectomies. Yeah, we could have. I got some face wash once. Not to get into detail, but uh, you you brought it up, so. <laughs> <laughs> So you have to, uh, you know, you have to shave down there before the procedure. Yeah. And I knew Evan had gone the week before and the doctor knew that I knew Evan. So when I went in for the procedure, he looked at it and he checked out the situation. He goes, oh, he goes, you did a pretty good job. And I just immediately said to him, who did a better job, me or Evan? <laughs> and he was very caught off guard. <laughs> and who did do a better job? We need to know. Uh, he, I think he's... Slightly gave it to me, but he told me to stick to my day job. I'm a stay-at-home parent, so I don't know what that means. <laughs> In this world where we are right now, currently, there is no lack of mom voices. Like, super saturated market. And you guys are changing the game by giving a voice to dads everywhere. You are the voice of dads everywhere. Yeah, okay, well, no pressure now. What inspired you guys to start the podcast? Uh, we were told to by our wives. Correct. Next question. Um, next question. <laughs> 
Are we almost done here? <laughs> like every smart thing men do, they were told by their wives. It really was. Uh, it was. So a quick little backstory. We started doing sketch comedy together and that was over. But we've remained friends ever since, always joked around, like just been buddies ever since and wanted to continue working together and in some capacity. And when we had kids, our wives, like the responsible people they are, like all mothers are, were like, they were listening to mom podcasts and parenting podcasts. And uh, they were like, you know, there's like, upon research, there's like no dad podcasts. There's almost none. And even if there are, they haven't posted in a year or they don't do it consistently or whatever. So why don't you guys, that'd be a cool thing for you guys to do is sit down and chat and do a podcast. I bet you could figure it out. And so, I don't know, that's pretty much how we started. Just figuring out why not talk about being stay-at-home parents. Um, and the jump off point was that my son, my second, was mm -hmm. about to be born so we were like let's do it now before the sun is born and we can like have a podcast <laughs> slash like document going right from birth with the podcast yeah, the dad, yeah obviously the we talk about all of our kids but because you have so much time when you have a new baby it's just like so much time you it was like you guys are just laying around sleeping so much yeah. we, we, wake up we recorded <laughs> most of the podcast during feedings at 3 a.m i just called evan i was like he's up let's go a whisper. It's a lot of whispering in the yeah. earlier episodes. So are you guys both stay-at-home dads? Yes. yes. Okay. So what are your roles in the household based on that? What's that like? You know, because I feel like, like Carrie said, there's like no shortage of mom podcasts. You know, I feel like you guys are living that freelance stay-at-home mom life that we are, but dad-wise. So how does it change being the dad doing all of that? Are you doing laundry? Are you balancing like running to an audition and, uh, you know, your kid's schedule, like, does it change because you're a dad? I mean, it's changed because of the pandemic. So it is a whole yeah. different ballgame there. But, I mean, my wife still... She is so funny. I loved doing laundry and then we moved in together but way before kids and, and she just immediately took over laundry. I always do all the cooking uh, and that's pretty much stayed the same since being stay-at-home parents. Oh my God, that's so nice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't say he was a good cook. He just said he does the cooking. I don't care. That's oatmeal and berries for breakfast and oatmeal and peanut butter for lunch and oatmeal and steak for dinner. <laughs> oatmeal and steak? <laughs> With an oatmeal crusted steak. <laughs> I get the steak chuck for stew, though, you know? So. <laughs> I tried to make a savory oatmeal once because I, I, I don't know, it was probably pre-child yeah. and stoned and yes. was like, I got nothing else. Let's see what we can do with this. And it was fucking terrible. <laughs> it was like the worst. I remember calling my mom who actually went to culinary school and I was like, I just tried to make savory oatmeal. And she was like, why? Why would you do that? So, yeah, as far as that, like, it's been different. I've definitely been, like, cleaning the apartment because I was in an apartment before the pandemic, and now we've since moved into a house during it. So it's definitely been a weird transition. It's going to be interesting. My wife's probably going to go back into the office in September, and we'll see how that all goes down. I don't have like a solid answer because my son was under one when the pandemic hit, and my daughter was in preschool. So we were all together, all home, and then preschool came up again instead of kindergarten because she was too young for kindergarten. So she stayed home. So it's just been the four of us together. So it's definitely yeah. been a weird situation and, and um, nothing makes you move into a house faster than a <laughs> pandemic with four people at home because that's the same thing that happened to us we had moved from an apartment in new york to a house in new jersey because like we're like yo this pandemic living in a one-bedroom apartment is a situation right it was there. it was sketchy we and our listeners like are constantly talking about all the challenges of motherhood i mean we, we like we said there's no shortage of it and our podcast is a, a part of that yeah. <laughs> part of that deluge <laughs> and we talk about it ad nauseum. What are the challenges you guys face as dads? As not just stay-at-home dads, but dads in general. Tell us the challenges of the DAD. Uh, I mean, 
my wife does work from home. And so there's a little bit of help there, but really she's, she works a lot of hours. She works long hours. And so, um, the challenge of, I mean, honestly, I think parenting is universal. I, mean, I think some of the dad, some of the dad challenges we've faced, we've faced more before the pandemic, before when we would go out, because Kevin and I used to take our kids to like the zoo together. And we would like kind of plan podcast stuff together when we would go, when it was like to the park, we'd take our kids to the zoo or just something fun activity. I mean, what the biggest challenge this year, my son was in kindergarten this year and it was, he did the entire thing virtually. And so yeah. the challenge there was to try and help him assist him when he needed assistance if my wife could jump in really quickly but usually she's on like a conference call and is like listening to him sing the abcs out loud as she's like on with the executives on the phone <laughs> but so, so the challenge at home was to help him with school if i could but also i have a little two-year-old that was running around going nuts doing whatever she wanted to do because it was like instead of doing i couldn't pull them together and do something with yeah. the two of them so it was sort of like half parenting both the challenges we faced outside of the pandemic were really funny we always talk about like the uh, we get funny comments like when you take the kids to the library or something and it's in the uh, oh I see dad's babysitting today I would assume they would think that you are two dads together we knew that happened that happens constantly on our yeah. on our TikTok comments and when we go live on Instagram or live on TikTok it's like how'd you guys meet are you guys a couple I mean like <laughs> which is such a funny question because we're like we'll be on a live together and we're like what do you think of the kids inside <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> the kids are in their cages until we're done yeah. with our live yeah. <laughs> highest gift and we release the children. <laughs> <laughs> when you show up somewhere with your kid, a new place that, that moms don't already know you, what's it like? I mean, is that their immediate response? Do they automatically think you're the babysitter? And once they know that you're the dad, is there a lot of flirting that happens? Um, No, I have not gotten flirting ever. Not once. Uh, That's just because we hold <laughs> we hold hands the whole time. And so it's just like, that'll at least knock that off. Yeah, just... <laughs> and you're not being aloof, right? Like this is an actual thing because I... I've always been like, yeah, like, I don't need you to go to my husband. I'm like, I I'll go do stuff. I don't need the mommies flirting with you all the time. Oh. I wish uh, the mommies would flirt with my man. I'm like, please. <laughs> Take my husband, please. Exactly. I just don't want to deal with it. I'm like, I don't want to deal with it. I think mostly it falls into just like, I don't know what it is. Just kind of like, nobody's interested in talking to you. You're like, you're the not. Mo nine times out of ten, you go into a new room with parents you don't know. Uh, you yeah. are the new kid <clears throat> at school. Nobody's interested in making friends with you. Uh, the moms all stay with the moms. The dads do the, you know, tuck your lips into your mouth and kind of do the shake the head thing. <laughs> purse your lips inwards, raise the eyebrows, nod the head. And then you sit alone with your child until it's over. <laughs> That's 100% true. My son just completed kindergarten. I hesitate to say graduated because because <laughs> <laughs> he didn't graduate. It uh, cost us a lot of money to get that certificate. And they planned on like, it was all virtual, but because it's local, they planned on a little like get together in the park. And so I took him and I took my daughter as well. And all the kids, like finally for pretty much the first time all year, got to like run around and play with each other. And I, they were wearing masks and everything, but it was still beautiful to see them all run around and finally get a chance to just, they all knew each other. It was so wonderful how, yeah. how well it felt like they knew each other or seemed to know each other, but also kids don't really care. It's like, we're all playing. I know your name. Let's play. It doesn't matter. You know, they're playing tag and, and here mm -hmm. I'm sitting literally as Kevin just said, it was like 15 moms around all these blankets and food and snacks that everyone brought. And here I am sitting just sort of on the outer edge and like no one spoke to me for like 45 minutes. Wait, just a recap. It was like 
40 moms on blankets with snacks and you were on the outer edge. I was like, so you didn't bring <laughs> snacks. No, we brought the no juice. Wonder. No wonder. I should have been the most popular person there. I brought like six cases of juice. You should have just gone in and be like, so where do you go to Pilates? <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I mean, there's a little bit of self-conscious there of knowing like, I don't want to, they all just jump in and start chatting with each other like they've known each other for years. And I think it's part of him is like the parenting group, but it just felt like, I don't know what to say here, you know, like, and then finally, like towards the end, after some of them had left and everything, they sort of pivot over and one person asked me a question and then it was like, okay, this guy's not that weird, you know? And so I said, why'd you bring the juice warm? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I mean, it really felt that. I was, I texted my wife and I was like, well, (laughs) no no one's spoken to me yet. Well, that's bummer. I'm sorry. Yeah, I actually feel really bad for you guys. Uh, I like, I thought for sure you guys would be like the life of the parties because the dads are here taking control, but no, that's not it. Honestly, it doesn't bother me though because sometimes I just hate making small talk with strangers. So in a way, it's like you stay in your corner, I'll stay in mine. I'm just going to stare at my kid anyway. This is fine. Yeah. (laughs) That's why Carrie jokes that I have no friends because I'm like, I I don't... We're good. Yeah. We don't need to like chit chat. I'm inappropriate, so I would have been in like, "Hey, what's up with your dick?" That's how I would have started the conversation, probably. Oh, vasectomy. Vasectomy. I'm like, cool, cool, cool. Flight infection. Had to take some meds. Uh, it's good now. Snip, snap, snip, snap. Snip, snap, snap. <laughs> Honestly, it doesn't really bother me either that much. I just thought it was. It's just like that is how it is. How it is. I guess. I don't know. I mean, it's, yeah. it's just I noticed it. If they wanted to chat, great down to chat and you know but it was very clearly like there's this guy over there it's like you know, my kid was in the class too you know that is a, that, <laughs> that is a, a fun fact about dads where it's it works both ways so when I'm at the playground and my kids are far enough away I look around and I can see mom's eyeballing because they're like is he a pedophile is he here with a kid is he here with a kid yeah. I can see that look and I feel that look and I'm like that's so unfair look at him st- and then <laughs> like watching comes- that girl look at him watching that little girl yeah. just watching her <laughs> daughter comes over and that person relaxes cut to me looking across the playground seeing a guy and going that he's a pedophile and i'm just (laughs) (laughs) so it's totally fine that people think that because we all do it my son had a pre uh, his pre-k teacher this year was a man and i was like that's like a little weird right (laughs) but like i know i'm i shouldn't think that but there is a little bit of me that's like, but what happens when my kid has to take a shit at school? Who's going to wipe his butt? You know, like it feels, there's like a, it's like a little weird for me. I'm sorry, does your school not have bidets? <laughs> Where do you go to school? We are not in LA. Thank you very much. <laughs> this is a very hot topic of Carrie and I have very different opinions on this. If you had to pick between Oksana, the 20-year-old foreign exchange student hot babysitter, or Mrs. Doubtfire-ish, who are you picking as a babysitter for your kids? I'm not, like, booby-trapping you. I'm not, like— I have an Oksana. I don't care. I'm like, great. She's attractive. Who cares? I I also—I find it hot when people flirt with my partner. I don't get mad. I'm like, great. Flirt with my husband. I don't care. And Ashley's like, shut it down. Shut it down. That is a no for me, dog. I'm going with Mrs. Doubtfire, personally. So Oksana or my father in drag— and I have to pretend <laughs> I don't know it's him. And those are your only two choices. <laughs> oh, That's a really difficult can't believe you're split on this. Your father with really good prosthetics, though. <laughs> oh, right. That's right. He's if I Harvey in that, exa- in that example, I'm going to go with Ms. Doubtfire. And the reason is because the way instantaneously you see 
that person interact with the children and make them laugh and smile is really what I care about. I, I really don't care if, if if the person is like attractive. That's not going to be the reason I pick them. Wow, you really you really pivoted that question. I really like enjoyed that answer. You said the safe answer, but you were like. Doing it this way, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fool you all. That's, that's what I'm. Okay, that's my answer, Oksana. So maybe I can somehow sneak away with her when my mic's not looking. And uh, is that <laughs> knew <a> it? <laughs> wait, wait, no. Come I'm on in, Katie. That's we got. Oh, that's an example. We got a red-handed. Thanks, ladies. We'll be in touch. <laughs> <laughs> to be clear, did you say Oksana was 16? <laughs> Just, no, I said she was 20. 20. 20. Oh my God. I was like, what up? She is legal. What you split? <laughs> my thing for the record is that my kid is like very vivacious and I just don't think like my mom can come and watch her but then can't give her the kind of like active care that uh-huh. my kid like wants to run her out. So like a college kid, like a sporty college kid is a good fit for my kid who is like feisty and needs to just literally run it out. So that's why I chose an Oksana. Yeah, I'd probably pick an Oksana too. Um, and not because, <laughs> not for any attraction reasons. I've been bartending for over 10 years and I get older and there's still 20 year olds and I hate them more and more. It is <laughs> the true. The older I get, the more I hate 21 year olds. Yeah. So. I have Oksana that like at like 27 maybe yeah. and she's, she's still vivacious and can run around but she's not 20. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's tolerable to talk to. <laughs> yeah. What's harder, getting a laugh from a shit audience or getting some quiet time to take a shit in peace? <sighs> Taking a shit in peace. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're a one bathroom uh, household right now, so it, uh, going to the bathroom is a. We have an audience <laughs> at all Always. times. All times. Yeah. Also, I find my my worst audience to be my daughter. She doesn't think anything I say is funny. She's like really? my worst critic. She's like. Let's go again with that. Let's try that again. Let's workshop that. that. Let's take that one back. And this time, yeah. she hits me with... <laughs> she does what those people do at open mics. Which they're like looking in their no- notebook, coloring, going, ah! Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. She's it's like, could you add a Pratt fault? Yeah. <laughs> That's what she was. <laughs> I was going to say, you add a banana peel. That's funny stuff. Mm-hmm. Last question for you. We ask all of our mom guests, what is the number one thing you think every parent should outsource if they have the means to do so? Parenting. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best answer, though, honestly. What is one outsource thing? What can they outsource? Like, some people say, like, you know, uh, like food, c- cooking food, or some people say cleaning the house, or some people say uh, laundry. Getting help with childcare or whatever. Right. Which is essentially parenting. I'd say cleaning the house, for sure. Hands down. I just think it's just, it's never-ending. And I know Evan's this way, too. At least... As we sit next to a gigantic pile of laundry next uh, to me. <laughs> that's why I didn't say laundry. No, is that, like, I can't... Like, in our living room, we put the kids to bed. And we're not going to go right to bed because that's our time. My wife and I, we have to, like, clean the area around us. Like, we have to clean the living room and the kitchen because that's where we're going to get more drinks. So, like... Where we're going needs to be clean, and it's just so annoying because I just cleaned it 20 minutes ago before I put the kids to bed. <laughs> so, yeah, I would say cleaning. I, I'm going to go with the same answer. Cleaning and, and probably laundry, more specifically folding tiny laundry. Tiny shorts. Tiny the folding shorts. and the putting away is the worst part, in all honesty. It's not even, like, the, the caring for things is fine. It's just the, like, putting shit away. Just putting anything away. Putting I, away. If I could outsource all of that, I would. The feeling I get from cleaning the kid's room is, like, and having it look really nice is, that's hard to beat. But, like, 
but still like the act of like cleaning the house, wiping wet food off a couch, you know, like finding a half eaten apple under a pillow, like that kind of stuff. It's like, we haven't had apples for two weeks. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's like, where the fuck did this come from? I've never even seen this piece of food before. We don't eat Granny Smith apples in this house. (laughs) (laughs) Tell everyone where they can find you. You can find us on all social media at DumbDadPod. That's Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. And the podcast is anywhere you can get podcasts. We also have a podcast, the Dumb Dad Podcast, that you can find on Apple, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Spotify, all major podcast platforms. Amazing. Thank you guys for joining us, for chatting with us, and also for kind of being like our dad guinea pigs in a way. You're the first real like male voice other than our husbands we've had on that's like really, you know, talks about this all the time. You hear that? She called us males. It's pretty awesome. (laughs) You could also be in my mom group. Like I would hang out with you guys. How's that? Sweet. They just need to get to know us. Thank you guys so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having us. Hashtag swag bag. That was A+. Care. Yeah. Do you have one? Should I go first? Yeah, you go first. Okay, guys. Let me tell you something. Moon juice acid potion. Oh, right. I You've told me, so I forgot we didn't talk about it on the show. I bought it immediately, obviously. Okay, so I'm going to give you the backstory. There is a wonderfully expensive French brand called Biologique Richelle, right? That's my French accent, so shove it. Um, <laughs> La Fielle. Just like yeah, yeah, exactly. This is actually in honor of the Dumb Dad podcast. No, it's not. But <laughs> Moon Juice Acid Potion is basically like a cheaper dupe for Biologique Richelle's Lotion P50, which I have spent a hundred and something dollars on multiple times to use. It smells like formaldehyde. It stings when you put it on. And honestly, like I never fully saw that creative results from it. So I would like buy it and be like, yeah, this is helping because I've had cystic acne. I've, I've struggled with all these things. And honestly, in COVID, my skin got a lot better. But I saw something probably on TikTok about somebody talking about skincare dupes. And I kept seeing moon juice acid potion coming up as a great dupe. It's $42 for the bottle. And I have to tell you, I am in love. I have posted stories about it. They should pay me because all I want to do is talk about how much I love this. Firstly, Moon Juice started. I mean, I remember hearing about Moon Juice back when I was living in LA. It's those and it was powdered like, supplements. Yeah, it was like very goopy, you know, yeah. very like Gwyneth, like ashwagandha powders and, you know, shit like that. They were the first one to really do like the um, cordyceps mushroom stuff like early early on like and make it like cool exactly so now I guess they've uh, gone into skincare and I have to tell you I have like a couple of little milia for anyone who doesn't know what that is they're basically like white heads like small white heads on your face that just you can't pop them nothing comes out of them they don't pop like it's not a cyst it's very small it's just like a little white it's underground sebaceous fluid yeah it's extra like oil yeah right and with skin cells in there usually but I have a couple of them on my face that aren't horrible you really don't see them unless you look at my skin up close which I do all the time it's very rare to find an esthetician that will extract them when you go to them like I think you have to go to an actual dermatologist which I just haven't done this stuff is slowly getting rid of them any kind of scarring on my face going away it gets rid of wrinkles it is so fabulous the only thing is I will tell you 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 will burn a lot easier and a lot quicker Mm, good to know you have to be very 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 vigilant about sunscreen $42 I bought mine at Sephora and I just I 
can't sing its praises anymore. It's fantastic. Did you have you started using yours? I did. I don't know how much, how many times a week I should use it. Uh, I've been basically using it night and day, three days in a row, and then giving it don't a break. Don't use it day. Oh, okay. No, don't use it during the day. You only use it at night. And it, on the bottle, it says use three nights in a row mm-hmm. or every day, which I feel like is the weirdest. Yeah, like which one is it? Yeah. But I'll tell you, I started with the three nights in a row and then would do like every other night, and I was not seeing the same results as I am now where I do it every night. Okay, I guess I'll start doing that. No, I like it. The only thing I noticed is that, which this isn't necessarily a negative thing, but I started to feel like little mini pimples starting to come up like it was like sucking the impurities out. So like Mm. around, like I get these like weird ones around my chin and I started to feel it like brewing underneath as I was using it, but then it went down. So I think it was just like pulling out impurities. I mean, they say that sometimes you, you have to go through like a detox when you start like a new product sometimes right. your skin goes through like a I, I'm not using the right word but like a detox of sorts right. before and then it's just like oh, oh you know yes. yeah like angels singing from above and you bought the plumping jelly you're supposed to use after too yes and I, right? I really like that consistency of that I'm gonna I'm gonna buy that next yes so uh, moon juice I've just been deciding to do like getting back on the face wagon so I can't tell what's working well, because I'm just doing you might have a brain tumor <laughs> so you know there's, there's bigger things to worry it's about true, right now. It's true. Uh, so what's yours? Well, keeping in theme with making dino soaps, uh, we got a really awesome make your own bath bomb kit. Oh, fun. Yeah, that's right. We're going to do that, right? Yeah, because I'm tired of spending money on bath bombs for my kid that smell terrible like chemicals. I'd rather just make my own. So just like with the soaps, I buy the kit first. I see like what it is to need to be made. And then after we get that down a few times the way from the then kit. Then buy the individual shit. Then I will buy like probably a more organic version of the stuff and, you know, make my own or whatever. I might even hide like little toys she already has in them because she really likes that surprise part. Yeah. Yeah. So we made the first one and it turned out really, really cool. I'm curious. Like I said, I like to make it by the books a couple times and then like branch out. Yeah. Really cool. We made them. We actually haven't taken a bath with them yet. We'll take a bath with them tonight. But my kid loves making stuff and it's, I actually do too. And I, it, it feels good like this summer, yeah. at least when we have a little bit more time. I, I don't know what I'm talking about a little bit more time. I don't, I don't understand. I, I don't, time is time. Anyway, I've just been trying to, uh, time is a flat surface or whatever they said on that one show. <laughs> whatever they said on Apparently that one show. <laughs> time is not linear, Carrie. Which that statement alone blows my fucking mind and I don't even know what to how to make sense of that. Matthew McConaughey is like, time is a flat circle or something from one of his movies that he says. Anyway, I don't know. I have a brain tumor. I can't remember anything. Anyway, I really am loving making these things that we would normally buy and use. I just don't like making things that then are just there. I like the make and then use up quality. That's a good idea. Yeah. So bath bombs, man. Um, I will keep you posted on the next episode of how they how they fared in the tub. But so far, the making of them was really great and awesome. We loved it. I got to tell you, there's one bath bomb that you can buy that's really good. And it's I forget the brand, but it comes in a little globe with the black packaging and they have different, they sell them at Target. They have like the F-bomb, the Maui bomb. They all have toys in them and they're from $4.99 and then there's like one that smells like Hawaii that Sebastian really wanted that was $8.99 for one bath bomb. This whole kit was $14, so. Yeah, crazy. And I can't wait to figure out how to make them myself and I can make them smell whatever damn way I want with like stuff for my garden. Yeah, that's nice. That's lovely. Yeah. Well, guys, as always, we have linked in our show notes on our website down below all the links to these products. So feel free and go and get them. And lastly, 
July 29th. We have our second Mom Trash live from your couch with Cafe Mom. Our guests are going to be Sarah Clary, a celebrity stylist. She works with Jenna Lyons. So if you watched Stylish on HBO Max, she was on that a lot. And we are also going to have the ladies from Celebrity Memoir Book Club, which is going to be so fun. It's going to be a blast. And as always, we'll have a drinking game. So, so good. don't forget to tune in on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash podcast. It's pinned at the top. Love it. All right, guys. Have a great week. Bye. Bye. Okay, that's our show today, folks. Thank you so much for giving us a listen. Please do not forget to rate, review, and subscribe or follow. We are out here on our own, and these things really, really matter. We want to hear from you. Tell us what you want to hear. Email us at hello at momtouragepodcast.com. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok, all at Momtourage Podcast to hang out with us all week long. We are here for you. You are not alone. We got you. So go ahead, girl. Know this posse is behind you and go slay. Momtourage is a Cafe Mom podcast written and produced by Ashley Herring-Smith and Carrie Sotero. Recorded and mixed by Lee Mars. Our theme song, MILF, is by the band Mama Drama. You can find them on Instagram at mamadramaband or mamadramaband.com. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.